welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues. At the state capitals, they are Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Well, Jason, you called it the New York State Legislature rejecting the newly drawn congressional map for the 2024 election. Uh, the big question is what happens next and how likely is it that that June primary will have to be moved? Yeah, I anticipate that uh, there will not be court action challenging the maps that the Democrats have passed. Uh, it really shouldn't be a shocker that they had sought to adjust those maps. The road to control of Congress really ran through New York the last election cycle. And talking to a Democratic senator who was very involved in this issue, uh, he indicates they believe they could pick up two more congressional seats based on their new maps. But there isn't enough change that uh, probably Republicans aren't going to test it in court. We're probably moving forward with a little more uh, uh, maps that favor Democrats a little more than previously. Brandon Williams is one of those seats they're hoping to steal, correct? Yeah, you'll see Brandon Williams is affected by that. Uh, you'll see Marcus Molinaro also has some in your listening audience. He'll be affected by that. So there's little changes around the edges, um, but not enough to probably mean some legal action. So you think the primary date will stay at where it is right now? Well, that remains to be seen. We're within the first week of petitioning, so I think they may reduce the petition signatures and keep the current primary date. All right. Michael, uh, election issues in your state third circuit court of appeals going to rule on whether mail-in ballots with the wrong date on the envelope should count this is a huge deal since over a million pennsylvanians voted by mail in the 2022 midterm this is the way voting is done nowadays why do you think these votes shouldn't count and what way do you think the court will rule here well, the law that allowed mail-in early voting passed in 2019 included rules and guidelines to make it secure and trustworthy, or at least to try to. But through every election cycle, and especially in 2020 under COVID, many of those rules were set aside by judges or administrative action. And as each of these changes layer upon each other, they open up opportunity for mischief and some would say even fraud and lower the confidence in our election processes across the board. So I've always been in favor of in-person voting on a single day with confirmed identification of each person voting. Now, as far as how the Third Circuit will rule, I'm not quite sure. It's a more conservative court than it was eight years ago, but uh, I don't really know yet how they're going to end up on this one. Well, Jason, hey, it's March the 1st, and that means the budget deadline is just a month away. It's due April 1st in New York. Are you anticipating a protracted battle over the budget this year, and what are the issues that may hold it up this year? Well, it's a pretty safe bet in New York to always assume there will be a late budget. Uh, the question is, how late will the budget be? I think there are a number of issues that could uh, monkey things up this year. Uh, there was talk even of tweaking some of the cannabis laws that are still in play. There's housing issues that are involved. There's a continuing collapse, really, that's going to come from even the energy direction the state is seeking to take. So there's just a ton of issues that are going to impact this year's budget, and I don't think it's going to be done in a timely manner. It's going to be late. Well, Michael, Pennsylvania raked in nearly $6 billion with a B dollars in gambling revenue last year. Critics say there's another side to that coin, however, and you're writing about it on your website. We'll give that address at the end. I couldn't believe this. Calls to addiction hotlines have tripled the past year in Pennsylvania. Explain, if you would, the grip that gambling addiction has on Pennsylvania, and uh, why is it getting so bad nowadays? It's now uh, been 20 years since casino-style gambling was legal 
legalized here in Pennsylvania. And as I predicted then, the forms of gambling have metastasized here in Pennsylvania to the point where our state is only second to Nevada, the home of Las Vegas, in the dollars lost by individuals in gambling. And so what we're seeing now is more than 400,000 Pennsylvanians dealing with gambling problems and addiction. And with the introduction of online gambling, our smartphones, that's why we're seeing this massive increase in the number of calls to the gambling helplines. I wish this wasn't the case, but as I wrote uh, in my column earlier this week, and I hate to say it, I told you so. This is what we predicted, and we're seeing it all around us. And so many of those people who are addicted to gambling, they do it in secret. It's something that that you can't really quantify because it's something they nobody knows about, not even their loved ones, right? Exactly. Unlike other addictions where it's drugs, or alcohol where they might slur their words or other signs of it. Someone can have a severe gambling addiction, be spending through money, embezzling from their job, and it's unnoticed by anybody until it's too late. Jason, assisted suicide is a big issue this session in Albany. Uh, Disability rights activists recently held a rally there explaining the real dangers with this so-called medical aid in dying bill. Uh, What does the disabled community in New York have to fear with this latest effort to legalize physician-assisted suicide? Their lives. You know, when you talk to the disability rights community, individuals representing that community, they fear for their lives. I mean, every single day they have to go before doctors and medical professionals and make the case for the things they need just to live. So their concern is that if this law were to pass, there would be coercion, financial pressure, other things will be pressed upon them that they would not get what they need to live, but they would be encouraged to die. Hmm. And, uh, Michael, you can tell a lot about a person based on how much they tweet on a certain topic. I don't know if that's still a word now that there's no more Twitter, but uh, since taking off as Governor Shapiro's done a whole lot of tweeting on this issue, the abortion issue. In fact, he's tweeted about it almost 60 times more than any other issue. One of his more popular tweets is this, abortion is health care. Why is the governor wrong on that tweet? Well, the simple answer is because pregnancy is not a disease. But it goes deeper than that. From the very beginning, proponents of elective abortion, like Josh Shapiro, which is the purposeful killing of an unborn child, have applied different language or euphemisms to hide what is really going on. Thus, we have phrases like pro-choice, reproductive rights, bodily autonomy to describe abortion and the support for it. And they use terms like products of conception or blob of tissue to hide the fact that it is a little human being there inside the womb. Shapiro knows all this, but his rampant tweets on abortion are to keep his base in line while he pretends to be a moderate in his day-to-day persona which I don't buy. Okay, guys. And finally, let's talk about a couple issues that are making news at the education level. We'll begin with you, Jason, at students at SUNY Cortland were recently denied permission to form a conservative club last semester. This was Turning Point USA, not just denied, but they were shot down vehemently by a college professor and by the college president there at SUNY Cortland. What does this case say about the free marketplace of ideas on on college campuses in New York. Well, that the market is closed. I mean, essentially, this is a situation where there should be those exchange of ideas, and you should be able to enter the public marketplace of ideas and talk about your values, your principles, especially in a college campus. But that isn't happening here. In fact, Turning Point USA was turned away as a classic case of viewpoint discrimination, and they've not even been given criteria as to why they were rejected. I think they're simply being slammed because
because they're conservative leaning. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of fights that we fight every week, and a lot of them are losing battles. But, you know, once in a while, we get a win. Michael, a school district in Beaver County recently approved several policies uh, protecting and upholding privacy rights, women's sports, which are under assault like never before, and religious freedom in the workplace. Tell us what happened at the Southside Area School District in Beaver County. Well, that Southside uh, School Board in Beaver County, which is the county just west of Pittsburgh, took those actions in response to the desires and requests from both students and parents in that community. Parents and students who understand the need for student privacy in locker rooms and bathrooms and keeping girls from having to compete against biological boys who identify as girls. These policies were developed with guidance, I'm happy to say, with the attorneys here at our Independence Law Center at Pennsylvania Family Institute. And uh, talking about when, Southside is part of a growing list of school districts across our state that are getting help and seeking help from our Independence Law Center and passing policies in other places in our state as well. Of course, though, there is pressure from the other side, the ACLU, the mainstream media, and sadly, the Shapiro and Biden administrations to go the other way and ignore the concerns of students and families alike. All right, and that'll have to be the last word this week, but hey, so many issues, so little time. Uh, the, The latest article on why gambling addiction is such a problem in Pennsylvania. Uh, Michael, you have an excellent article on that on your website. Where can folks read more? PAFamily.org. And stay involved in the fight to deny assisted suicide in New York. Jason, you have an excellent article on this topic as well. Where can folks read that? NewYorkFamilies.org. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.